Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. The Three Musketeers by Alexandre Dumas. Dramatized in six episodes by James Saunders. Episode 1, The Man from Merne. Monsieur Atos! Ah, there you are. I'm on time, I think. Twelve o'clock midday, we agreed. Yes, yes. Where are your seconds? I'm afraid, sir, I've only just arrived in Paris. I don't know anyone here. I have two friends coming. Will that suit you? Perfectly. You've just arrived, you say? Yesterday, from my hometown of Tarbes. Yes, I can tell you're a Gascon from your accent. What's wrong with being a Gascon? Nothing, as far as I know. But I'm sorry to have to cut short your visit. Maybe you will and maybe you won't. For my part, I'm sorry to have to fight you when I believe you have a shoulder wound. Not made better by your careless barging into it. But don't worry, I'm ambidextrous. I'll fight with my left hand. You may even find it a disadvantage. Perhaps I should have warned you. Don't mention it. Where the devil are those friends of mine? Ah, there's one of them. Portos. Atos. He's one of your seconds? Something wrong? No, no. And there's the other. Aramis. Atos. You're late. Him too. Have you an objection? No, not at all. Portos. This is Monsieur... D'Artagnan. Monsieur D'Artagnan, with whom I have a quarrel. Impossible. That's the man I'm to fight. What? This idiot challenged me not half an hour ago. We're not to meet till one o'clock, sir. But he arranged to meet me, too. At two o'clock, Monsieur Aramis, not till two. You've just arrived in Paris and you've already picked three quarrels. Not on purpose. In fact, allow me to say how sorry I am. Ah. Uh, but I'm not backing out. I'm a Gascon. Gascons never back out. I only apologise because I may not be able to fulfil my debt of honour to you, Monsieur Portos. As for you, Monsieur Aramis, I'm afraid you don't stand a dog's chance of satisfaction. But let's not waste any more time. When you're ready, sir. At your service, sir. On guard. And this could easily have been the end of the story. A hot-blooded young Gascon comes to Paris to make his name and fortune, challenges three of the king's musketeers, gets killed by one of them, and that's that. But let's go back to the beginning. Ah. And now, some 19 years later, here he is in Tarbes, taking leave of his father. Here's a letter to Monsieur de Treville, captain of the king's musketeers. Now, he was a neighbour of mine, a Gascon like you. He, too, went to Paris with nothing but his honour. Now he's an important man with an income of 10,000 crowns. Give him this letter and do as he tells you. I give you this horse, my buttercup. He's, he's old, but he served me well. Treat him as you would an old and trusted servant. Don't sell him. No, father. Remember, you're a Gascon and a D'Artagnan. Yes, father. Take no nonsense from anyone but the king and the cardinal. King and the cardinal. Fight at the smallest light, your honour. If you win, be generous. generous. If you lose, die bravely. bravely. Which, God forbid. Amen, father. Now go and say goodbye to your mother. Let her cry. She's a woman. Uh, 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 no tears from you. You're a man. Goodbye, father. <laughs> So offsets young D'Artagnan on his father's ancient yellow horse and arrives eventually in Paris, not without incident. You'll hear about that later. There he sells the horse for three crowns for its curiosity value, finds himself a cheap lodging, and the following morning makes his way on foot to the house of Monsieur de Treville, 
captain of the king's musketeers and one of the most important men in France. The courtyard is crammed with musketeers. This is where they congregate when they've nothing better to do, which is most of the time. Young D'Artagnan threads his way through the mob, sword pressed to his leg to avoid trouble, heart thumping a bit, trying not to look like a yokel up from the country. On the steps, they're engaged in some kind of fencing game. They laugh when a scratch draws blood. But he's through with a sigh of relief into the antechamber, gives his name... Uh, D'Artagnan. ...and waits to present himself, listening to the conversation of a group of musketeers. Porthos. That's a damn fine shoulder belt you're wearing, Porthos. Who gave you that, I wonder? And for what service rendered? <laughs> Nobody gave it me. I bought it with my own money. Oh, yes, as I bought this new purse with the money my mistress put into the old one. <laughs> you're calling me a liar? Animes, tell them it's true. Hmm? Well, what does it matter? There are more important things in life than shoulder belts. <laughs> Not to Porthos. See the way he shows it off. Now you're calling me a peacock. Are you calling me a peacock? Aramis, am I a peacock? I don't judge my fellow mortals. <laughs> what a mealy mouth you are. Why don't you become a priest and be done with it? You talk about it enough. I shall, you see. It's my true vocation. I'm only filling in time as a musketeer. He's protecting the king till the queen produces an heir, aren't you, Aramis? From what I hear of relations between them, he may have quite a weight. Maybe not. Oh. I hear the Duke of Buckingham somewhere, fellas. <laughs> Aramis, that's in very bad taste. A joke about the king and the cardinal, as much as you like. The queen's sacred. I won't have a word said against her. Are you trying to teach me manners, Portos? What I can't stand about you, Aramis, is how you try to be both things at the same time. Priest and man of the world. Decide which you are, for God's sake, and maybe you'll make a better job of it. Portos, you're one of my two closest friends, but you're a pompous ass. And I won't be lectured by a peacock with a belt like that on his shoulder. <clears throat> Take care, Aramis. And I know whose money paid for it. Your so-called Duchess. Oh. Aramis! Monsieur de Treville awaits Monsieur d'Artagnan. And so young d'Artagnan makes his way into Monsieur de Treville's room, thinking, if those two are friends... So, my young fellow Gascon, what can I do for you? Only grant me a commission in the musketeers, sir. Only? My dear fellow, do you know what you're asking? My musketeers, I mean the king's musketeers, are the finest body of men in the country. We scour France for them. Stand straight. Sir. Hmm. In any case, his majesty insists that no one can join his musketeers until he's proved himself. How, sir? Two years in some lesser regiment. Two years? Unless you can distinguish yourself by some act of conspicuous gallantry. Ah, that will be quicker. Yes. One thing puzzles me. Yes, monsieur? I knew your father very well. If it was he who sent you to me, I'm surprised he didn't give you a letter of introduction. I'm sorry, monsieur. But I did have a letter of introduction. So where is it? It was stolen. Stolen? Yes, at Merne on my way here. Some jackass was laughing at my horse. Your horse? It was an odd colour, but he had no right to laugh at it, so I challenged him. Whereupon he stole the letter? Yes, while I was unconscious. Ah, he knocked you unconscious? No, 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 no. The servants at the inn, they beat me and broke my sword. I had it mended as soon as I reached Paris, and I swear if I ever see that fellow again... I don't understand. Why would he take your letter? You hadn't mentioned my name. As a matter of fact, in the heat of the moment, I did say I was an important business for Monsieur de Treville. Mon dieu. But then while I was unconscious, the villain searched my pockets. The innkeeper told me. So I ran outside and challenged him again. With a broken sword? I'd forgotten about the sword. And they beat you unconscious again? No, no, no. The lady said he was not to waste his time on me, and he galloped off. But if I catch him again... What lady? There was a lady in the carriage. I see. Did you catch her name? 
he addressed her in the English way, Milady. Um, Milady. So she's here. I don't understand, Monsieur. Was he a tall, good-looking gentleman? Dark, sallow complexion, a scar on one cheek. Yes, 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 yes like a like a bullet graze, Monsieur de Treville. If you know this scoundrel, I Be implore quiet. you. This lady was in a carriage. Yes, it drove up as I ran out to challenge him the second time. I think he'd been waiting for her. Did you hear what they said to each other? This is important. He gave her an envelope and and told her she'd find her orders in it. That she wasn't to open it till she reached London. Then he galloped off and she drove off hell for leather in the opposite direction. For England. Damnation! What are they up to now? Monsieur de Trevi, I implore you. Give me the name of this fellow and I'll ask nothing more of you. I'm mad to get my revenge. How old are you? Nineteen, sir. <laughs> Nineteen. Then take my advice, my hot-headed young friend. Keep out of that man's way. You don't know what you're dealing with. If you ever see him in the street, cross to the other side. Yes, Do you hear? Yes, sir. Now, the musketeers are out of the question, as I've explained, but I'd like to do something for you for your father's sake. I can write you a letter to the director of the Royal Academy. He'll help there you he to... Is. There he is! What? There, through the window, in the street! It's him! Scoundrel! You won't escape me this time! And out he runs, with not another thought but to catch the man who insulted his ancient horse. A horse well worth insulting, but that's beside the point to a brash young Gascon. Scoundrel! Out of the door he hurtles, knocking Atos aside. Ah, my arm! Sorry! I'll make you sorry, you country oaf. What did you call me? Down the steps past Portos. Look out! Get your sword out of my shoulder, Baron. Look what you've done to it, you fool. Fool yourself for wearing a stupid thing. You insult my shoulder belt? Into the street past Aramis, who has stopped for a moment to hold a scented and embroidered handkerchief to his nose. Ah, my handkerchief. You've knocked it to the ground. Damn it, now you've trodden on it. Sorry, sorry. Here, there's not much mud on it. What a fuss you people make of your belongings. As for it being yours, I advise you to change your perfumia. How? Dare you! And so, while finding no trace of his scar-faced enemy, he manages to make three more. So here we are again, midday on a patch of ground outside the Carmelite convent, as he tries to get the measure of his first opponent. Atos, the eldest of the three, fights deliberately, left-handed, weakened by the wound in his right shoulder, given him in a brawl with the Cardinal's guards the day before. He'd rather not be fighting, but honour is honour. D'Artagnan, too, wishes things had turned out differently. He's only ever fenced with his father. You there, musketeer! What damnation is the cardinal's card? She just wants to be done for. Very well. Dueling, I see. You know there's a law against dueling. Jusak, you again. Atos, you should be home nursing that wound I gave you yesterday, not playing with swords again. <laughs> you can see you're outnumbered, so put your swords up, there's good fellows, and come along with us. Get about your business, Dusak, and leave us to ours, or it'll be the worse for you. Now, now, Portos, remember, a soft answer turneth away. Ross? Monsieur Jusak, you know we respect you, the Cardinal's paid guard, and we'd dearly love to accompany you to the ends of the earth and over the edge, if it were still possible. Unfortunately, we have to take our orders from Monsieur de Treville, and he wouldn't like us to do that. So I'm afraid, with respect, you will have to do something else with your kind offer. As you like. We'll take you along by force. Is that what you want? One moment. Listen, there are five of them and three of us, and with my wound I'm not on top form. 
so they'll certainly beat us again as they did yesterday. No, no, no. There's no retreating for me this time. I can't face the captain after another thrashing. I don't suppose you can either. So we shall have to die here. What else can we do? Nothing. I was just stating the fact. Good. Then so be it. Let's get on with it. Excuse me, gentlemen. I think your arithmetic is at fault. There are four of us, not three. This is a musketeer's affair, D'Artagnan. Stay out of it. You, that young fellow, you can go. Take yourself off and think yourself lucky. There you are. Go away and challenge someone if you want to die. You're good enough at it. You only get in the way here. Leave this to the grown-ups. I shall do as I see fit. You insist on staying? Absolutely. To the end. He'll only get under our feet. Stop it, Portus. He's a brave man. Four of us, then. Shake my hand. Uh, not that one. Sorry. So, are we ready? Ready. Then, have at you! It really is too bad, Treville. I'm justifiably angry. Royally angry. With what, sir? With you, Treville. You and your damned musketeers. Why? What have they done? Don't pretend you don't know. The Cardinal has given me the full story. He's furious, and so am I. I've been put in the wrong, and I hate that. Why can't you keep your hooligans in order? Take off my boots. Sire, is it, or is it not true that not content with brawling with the Cardinal's guards two days ago, and losing, and losing... They were outnumbered. Not content with that. Yesterday they picked on some guards going about their legitimate business, vastly outnumbered them, and set on them in a most cowardly way, killing one, wounding three, and dumping the poor fellows on the steps of the Carmelite convent. The nuns were very upset. True or not? Quite untrue, Your Majesty. Oh, so you're calling the Cardinal a liar? Mistaken. After all, the Cardinal's guards would not have wanted the shoddy business to come into the open. All right. Give me your version of it. I'll get to the bottom of it. I'm not called Louis the Just for nothing. I examine my men closely, sire. This is what happened. Three musketeers... Three? Three of your most loyal musketeers, Athos, Portos and Aramis, you know all three, were amusing themselves, giving fencing lessons to a young lad they picked up. I heard nothing about a young lad. A 19-year-old lad, just up from the country. I believe they'd also planned a picnic when they were set upon by five of His Eminence's guards. Five? Including that troublemaker, Jussac, who had already wounded Athos in the brawl he started the other day. Three musketeers, one wounded, and a boy. They'd have been justified in running away, but they decided to die defending Your Majesty's honour. And they thrashed them instead. As you've heard, that part of the Cardinal's story is true. The boy too? I should like to commend the lad to you. His name is D'Artagnan. The guards called on him to leave before they attacked. Ah, so they attacked. But he insisted on staying. He fought bravely with the rest, save Athos when his wound brought him to his knees and ran Jussac through. He... he ran Jussac through? They came back in triumph, arm in arm, and celebrated with a few drinks. If they caused a little hubbub, I apologise on their behalf. Well, of course they did. This is a victory. You must bring this lad to me. I should like to reward him. Bring them all to me tomorrow at noon here at the Louvre, say. Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm hunting. Tomorrow evening. They will be honoured. Oh, but you know, Treville, it's a bad business, having two rival parties in the country. Two heads of state, that's what it comes to. And what can I do? Richelieu's clever. I need him. France needs him. We're beset with enemies within and without. You know the damned Duke of Buckingham plans to land an expedition at La Rochelle to help the Protestants? How do I know? Richelieu spies, of course. And he'll take care of it. He's a clever man. And I'm sure he's loyal to me. Though not, perhaps, to the Queen. What's the Queen to do with it? 
Damn the Queen. I don't want to talk about the Queen. No, sire. Tomorrow evening, then. Oh, not by the front. Bring them up the back staircase. There's no need for the Cardinal to know. So the following evening sees the young Gascon with his three companions, for they are by now inseparable, waiting the summons to audience with His Majesty King Louis Thirteenth. For the musketeers, this is nothing new. But D'Artagnan is in a seventh heaven. His Gascon imagination has leapt ahead. He is rich, famous, and the darling of Paris. Well, come in, you scoundrels. Your, Your Majesty. Majesty. Your Majesty. Uh, shut the door, Lachenay. Now, I have a bone to pick with you people. You can't go about crippling and killing the Cardinal's guards like this, you know. At this rate, there'll be none of them left. And then where shall we be? One at a time. Now and then. Moderation, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, as for you, young fellow, where is he? Come out from behind them. I'm not going to eat you. As Your Majesty wishes. I can eat you if I like. <laughs> well, you look tender enough, but I'm told Gascony meets the toughest in France. I don't want to break a tooth on you. D'Artagnan, isn't it? Yes, Your Majesty. His father was a neighbour of mine who fought with the rest of Gascony for your father's claim to the throne. Oh, so I'm to thank him for making me king, am I? <laughs> Lachenay, see if I've got 40 pistoles somewhere in my pockets. And uh, Treville, find a place for this young blade in the regiment of your brother-in-law, Desessar. Yes, Your Majesty. It's not the musketeers, but it'll do for a start. And keep him out of mischief. Thank you, Your Majesty. Long live, Your Majesty. I hope I can rely on you fellows to help me do that. We die a thousand deaths for your majesty. Only if you must. I prefer you alive. Uh, there's your forty pistoles. And now you must go. The cardinal is coming to see me, and I'm anxious to ask after the health of that poor guardsman of his, Jussac. Hey, Treville. <laughs> after bowing out from the king, our young friend generously divides up the money, which comes conveniently to ten pistoles each. Then the others advise him on what to do with more money than he's ever had in his life. A slap-up meal at the Pomme de Pain Tavern for a start. Then you must get yourself a servant. You can't dress well without a servant. There's a fellow, I've noticed, standing on La Tournelle Bridge. Every morning is there, spitting into the water. Obviously a man of regular habits and a serious mind. I'll get him for you. <laughs> Thank you, Porthos. And of course you'll need a mistress, or so I'm told. My as a future abbe, I know little of such matters. My wants are of a more spiritual nature. <laughs> what are you sniggering? Aramis, have you forgotten why you challenged me to a duel? Did you knock my Bible out of my hand as I was reading it? Your Bible? It was a handkerchief. Keep your voice down. An embroidered handkerchief with a monogram in the Will corner you? and scented like the devil. I smelt it as I picked it up. Daniel, if you Mention that handkerchief again. I shall challenge you again. Then I shan't. <laughs> My word, the scent. What are you two whispering about? <laughs> this is a celebration. Come, let's have a song. I began to dance between two gentlemen, my darling. I began to dance between two gentlemen. He who loves me truly, clasp me by the hand, my darling. He who loves me truly, clasp me by the hand. And so they celebrate the golden time they live in, as it seems to them, and drink and eat and swagger and throw money about, and so we leave them for a week or two. Planchet, who got himself a job by spitting off a bridge, engaged himself gladly as D'Artagnan's servant, hearing the gold jingle in his pocket. However, he was less impressed as that money dried up, and finally, prompted by his grumbling belly, he proved mutinous. Till D'Artagnan, on the advice of Porthos, thrashed him and gave him a lecture. There! Now listen to me, Planchet. Yeah. Times are bad at the moment, I agree. I'm as hungry as you are. But things will change. Stay with me and you'll prosper, I give you my word. Is that fair? If you don't answer, I shall have to beat you again. Yes, it's fair. Sir. Sir. Then we'll say no more about it. <laughs>
enough practice. I'm weak for lack of food. I've never known such bad times. Alamis, you're the holy one. Can't you pray for something? Pray for money. Something will turn up. It always does. Before or after we starve to death. Portas, can't you get something out of your duchess? You've done it often enough. Mind your own business about my duchess. Anyway, that well has dried up for the present. What about you? Can't you sell some more books? Last time you helped us out, you said you'd sold some books of theology. Though it must have been to an odd bookseller. You came back stinking of scent. <laughs> the market's depressed hmm. for theology just now. What about you, Adams? Money is the paint and powder the whore life plasters her face oh, with. Oh, very helpful. It's no good asking you, D'Artagnan. There are no gold mines in Gascony, as everyone knows. I've got something to say. Say away. Talk costs nothing. Here we are. Four men of the highest calibre, proven in combat, ready to, to, to run any risk, face any danger. Given a halfway full belly. And what do we do? We practice swordplay, get up to silly practical jokes and loaf about casual meals. Loaf we were made for better things than this. We should be engaging in some worthy cause. With money in it. Exactly. Fine one, then. All right, I shall. You'll see. Oh, I'm going home to see if my man Muscaton has scraped up a crust from somewhere. If not, I'll thrash him, if I've got the energy. And I've got a theological treatise to finish. I'm going home to bed. I can dream about food. D'Artagnan's room, four in the afternoon. True to his word, D'Artagnan is dreaming of venison. Planchet, curled up by the door, dreams of an avalanche of puddings. Until suddenly... Sir, sir! Planchet, I was in the middle of a meal. You're lucky, sir. I don't need to start it, mine. There's somebody to see you. Monsieur D'Artagnan? Yes? What can I do for you? In private, please. Planchet, out. Out, yes. Sir? Sir. Monsieur D'Artagnan, I've heard about you. Have you now? Oh, yes, I keep my ear to the ground. A young man of great courage, that's what I hear. Really? Don't sit down. Thank you. This is why I've come to you, on account of my wife. Your wife? She's a good, bright girl, made to the Queen's wardrobe. Good-looking, too. That's not why I married her, of course. In fact, I thought twice the diary's chicken feet. But Monsieur Laporte, the Queen's gentleman-in-waiting, is her guardian and wanted her settled, so I took her on. So? She's been kidnapped, sir. Kidnapped? When? Who by? When? Yesterday morning as she was leaving the Louvre. She comes every Thursday to see me. She's a good girl. Who by? I can't swear to it, but I think I know. I've seen him pestering her for some time. Pretty, you say? So they tell me. You're wrong. It's not a love affair. Or not hers. Whose, then? Political. Royal. Political? If I say a duke. Of Buckingham? Look, I must be mad. You could have me up. I'm a gentleman. You can trust me. Besides, you've said too much already. You may as well go on. How do you know about this? From her? Who else? Look, I'm scared. See, I'll shut the window. Then you'll be safe. All right. Monsieur de Laporte is the Queen's private agent. He put my wife close to her so that he got someone to trust. She's got enemies all round. The King suspects her. The Cardinal hates her. Why? It's common knowledge. He once tried to have her. She wouldn't have him. So now he plots against her, tries to put her in the wrong with the king. Revenge. Listen, this is what they've done. They've sent a letter to the Duke of Buckingham in the Queen's name. What? To get him to come to Paris. Then they'll have him, you see. Who will? I, I don't know his name, but I know what he looks like. Well? Tall, distinguished-looking, dark hair, skin the colour of tripe. And a scar on his cheek. My man from Meung. What? Where does he live? No idea. Uh, wait, listen, there, there's something else. Read this. It came this morning. Your wife will be returned when we've done with her. Try to find her and you'll find the Bastille. I don't want to end in the Bastille, monsieur. Don't worry, you don't have to do a thing. I'll find your wife. I knew I could trust you. Even without mentioning the rent. The rent? 
Bonacieux, at your service. My landlord? Right. Ah, Bonacieux. You've never seen me because you've never paid your rent. Three months? Yes, I... I... Forget it. Do this for me. Forget about the rent. And here's... Fifty pistoles for you. Fifty. Will that do? It'll do. For the moment. Good. I rely on you, then. I'd better go. God. Oh, good God. What is it? He's there. He's down there in that alleyway. Look, in the cloak. God Almighty, he's looking this way. It's the man from Mung. Out of my way. Out of my way, Planchet. Yes, sir. sir. Stop! Stop! Damnation. And so, you didn't catch him. Vanished like a ghost. Mm. All we have to do is find the lady. Lady? Put ourselves out for a draper's wife. Women are trouble created for men's downfall. Speak for yourself, Atos. There could be more pistols where this came from. Besides, it's our duty to help the Queen. There's a cardinal's plot here. As loyal subjects of the king, he's our only enemy. He and my evil genius, the man from Meung. All right, so what do we do? What's that commotion downstairs? Who's there? Save me! Save me! Four of them downstairs! They've come for me! Bonacieux, what the devil's the matter? No, 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 put your swords away. That's not the way to play it. But we can't allow them to... Be quiet, Portus. You're a good chap, but you can't think. D'Artagnan knows what he's doing. Come in, officer. What can I do for you? Excuse me, gentlemen, but we have orders to arrest this man. Quite right. I can see he's a scoundrel. Do your duty. But uh, you promised to help me. Be quiet or you'll ruin everything. Go with them. I have a plan. But... Do as I say or all is lost. Do you know this rascal came up to borrow money? Take him away. Teach him some manners. Thank you, monsieur. Come along, you. I. Oh. Oh. God, I could have dealt with all four of them with no help from any of you. And they'd have sent a dozen more and arrested us, and what good would that have done? Well, personally, I am disgusted. You take his money, you promise to help him, you throw him into the arms of the police. Is that the action of a gentleman? Forget your finer feelings, Portus. We're setting ourselves against the cardinal. We can't pick and choose our methods. If we're not cleverer than he is, we're doomed. The lady you mentioned, D'Artagnan, the one you saw with your man from Meung, wasn't she going to England? To deliver the forged letter to Buckingham, of course. To ruin the Queen. Gentlemen, we are about to lock ourselves in mortal combat with the most dangerous man in France as champions of our beloved Queen. Are we together on this? Together. together. Yes. yes. Till death, if necessary. All for one and one for all. All, all for, for one, one and one for all. all. Swear. Hand on hand. All, all for one and one for all. all. Then nothing can stop us. Together, we are invincible. Planchet, where the devil's the wine? In episode one of The Three Musketeers, Jamie Glover played D'Artagnan, Anton Lesser Aramis, Timothy Spall Portos, and Robert Glenister Atos. The King, Nicholas Bolton, the Trevis, Malcolm Ward, Planchet, Dominic Letts, Bonacieux, Norman Bird, D'Artagnan's father, James Taylor, Jussac, David Jarvis, and a musketeer, Michael Onslow. The narrator was John Rowe. The Three Musketeers was dramatized by James Saunders and directed by Martin Jenkins.
thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.